Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast. And in the world of paranormal and strange news, the Halloween holiday is five days away. That's right, every paranormal lover's holiday, the second most celebrated holiday in the United States, is just around the corner. And this episode will be about Halloween, from the candy to the movies to the TV shows and to what we did as kids growing up in the 90s. We are going to talk about it, so it's going to be a little bit of a non-paranormal, but a little mix of paranormal episode, but yes, Halloween is five days away, and it is the Halloween season 2022, and in other news, if you guys have not heard the news, in New York City, a judge tosses New York City COVID vaccine mandate, orders fired city workers pay back and to get their job back. So if they don't want to come back, they're going to get paid from the time they were out. Um, Something to that extent, I believe it's only with the federal uh, employees of the city. And that's big news because that's just basically at one point, people that didn't want to get forced to get the vaccine basically get retribution uh, a year and change later. And people are actually starting to see that it was wrong. Unfortunately, they have to go through that and struggle. But in New York City, and we're probably going to see this elsewhere, um, the COVID vaccine stuff is getting, you know, finally brought to a, a justice. And this is something I spoke about in my previous episode. That's why it's on this new segment. A man in, uh, I don't know where exactly where it was located, but the world's dirtiest man dead not long after taking a bath for the first time in decades he was 94 years old he apparently did not take a bath or shower or bathed in any kind for years and when he finally decided to take a bath he died right after taking the bath after decades of being dirty and filled with god knows what um the only scientific explanation that i can come up with that was that the bacteria was essentially keeping him keeping him alive after a while Um, so I don't know how true that could be. And one more thing we're going to add to this episode because it did come out last week. Um, it came out on the 18th on Tuesday last week and I've played it now for a whole, um, eight days now and it is a great game. It is Ghostbusters Spirit Unleashed. Everyone has given their reviews and, um, you know, I'm going to add that to this episode, um, real quick because it's the addition to a very slim library of Ghostbusters games. And if you've been a active listener to this podcast, you do know that I am 110% of Ghostbuster fans, as I assume most paranormal lovers are also Ghostbuster fans. So to start the episode off, Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed by Ilphonic was released last week on October 18th, 2022. They are the makers of Predator Hunting da- Hunting Grounds and Friday the 13th. Now, granted, Friday the 13th, a uh, game based off of the hit movies from um, the iconic um, monster and horror um, bad guys like, you know, Jason Vargas and Michael Myers. Um, they made the game and it didn't really take to the peak that they thought of. I remember downloading Friday the 13th. I didn't actually know it was by Ilphonic and playing it for a while with some friends. It was fun trying to, you know, escape Camp Crystal Lake, I believe it was. And, um, you know, it was fun. And then at one point it just died down. No one was on. Now, Ghostbusters 
And Predator Hunting, Hunting Grounds still has a little bit of a crowd. From what I've been reading on Reddit, people don't really necessarily play it like that anymore. Um, it takes a while to find the game, but it's based on a movie franchise that has a fan base. Like, I am a fan of Ghostbusters, and there's a fan base strong behind it. Same thing with Predator's Hunting Ground. And um, people do still play it. Now, with this game coming out, Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed, it was impeccable timing because the movie was not too long ago that came out, Ghostbusters Afterlife, and the game is def- is directly correlated with the movie. It takes place pretty much right after the movie where Winston mans the reins of the firehouse and becomes the boss of the Ghostbusters, essentially reestablishing them 30 years later and getting new recruits. Now, the movie in 2023 is set to come out, and it's probably going to follow similar stories with the video game. Nonetheless, the video game is out, it follows that path, and it is pretty good. Now, start with the negatives. The negatives is there's a lot of bugs, and every game that comes out nowadays, you can expect there to be some types of glitches and bugs. There's a glitch where the ghost um, can basically become invisible and become unbeatable. And the ghost can go through walls and go through the floor and even essentially go outside the building that you're in where there was pictures taken by some players that ended up glitching, um, taking a picture next to the Ecto-1. So there are a few bugs. There's things like the... There's some games that I've played that there was no ghost. I literally went around the map and there was no ghost. We ended up shooting the rifts, which is how you win the game. Four players as the ghost, one player is as uh, one player is the ghost, four players as the Ghostbusters. You gotta go around and destroy the rifts. If you can destroy three rifts, you stop the ghost from respawning. If you catch the ghost, then you actually take away a rift by catching the ghost. You get three lives, like three strikes in baseball, and um, that's how you play. After the three rifts disappear, your main objective is to catch the ghost that's haunting the round, that's played by either a bot or 90% of the time another player, and that's how you the game is played out. There is only one game mode, and that's how it goes, and I'm starting to see an imbalance um, in the game which they need to fix, or a buff, or nerf, or whatever it's called, uh, gaming terms. They need to balance out the Ghostbusters and the ghosts. Um, in the beginning, the ghost was winning a lot, and now it's the Ghostbusters are just manhandling the ghost. You take out your PKE meter, you could shock the ghost, and you know some players are smart with playing with the ghost. But the more I see the Ghostbusters win, seven out of ten times. So um, the game has its flaws, but the all in all, this is what Ghostbuster fans ask for. If you're a gamer and a Ghostbuster fan, it is essentially a very good video game. You're going around. There's a lot of unlocks. There's new content that's going to be free that Ilphonic and the video game page on Twitter announced. So that's pretty good. Hopefully they add some games. Hopefully they uh, some new game modes. Hopefully they add some more hairstyles because it's very limited for the men. Um, hopefully they get some proton packs from the original Ghostbusters cartoon and the extreme Ghostbusters cartoon, even the 2016 movie, which I wasn't a fan of. I'm not opposed to having those proton packs as usable packs in the game. Um, you know, maybe you could just use it as a skin or something like that for the pack that's already built. It would be nice. Um, some little ideas to add. Maybe they may not do it or not. Remember a long time ago, there was a Ghostbusters game on the phone that you were able to select the Ghostbusters cartoon proton pack the ghostbusters uh movie pack from the movies and the 2016 pack the extreme ghostbuster pack never made it but i think there was some um costumes and jumpsuits from the extreme ghostbusters cartoon on there and that game died out which was unfortunate i think that was a game that was made by ghost corpse and i played it 
and it was fun, but it died out. So they have a lot of ideas and feedback that they can hear from the fans and put forth in the game to keep this game alive and not meet the same demise as Friday the 13th did. So hopefully, but that was a short and sweet review. On a scale from 1 to 10, I would give the game a 7.5 simply because it is a... It gets repetitive, but it's fun. It's I won't take it away. Um, and there's going to be some more stuff added to the game. So at right now, I would give it a 7. But um, it's a fun game. There's no doubt about it. And if you are a fan of Ghostbusters and you are a gamer, this is the game for you. Now, getting into Halloween. The episode I did last year was Halloween to me. I did a early, very early... Um, how the jack-o'-lantern, jack-o'-lantern became about and a symbol of Halloween from the story from many years, many, many years ago, Celtic story about Stingy Jack, and I gave that story to you guys, and that's how the jack-o'-lantern was brought about. Uh, Two episodes, I gave a little review about Hocus Pocus, where I gave a little brief description on how the candy companies are profiting from the Halloween tradition that started off as Sawin many years ago, also in the Celtic times, um, many, many centuries, I should say, ago. And the Halloween evolved from that into what it is today. Now, it's almost kind of like a Halloween to me, part two, except the sense is just we're going to get into some things we did growing up um, and what your plans are nowadays. So I know as a kid growing up, the one thing that I looked forward to with my parents, was Halloween haunted houses, right? Not the real ones. People nowadays in certain cities and towns really go all out and designate a either an abandoned building or something to that, or a field, an open field, and they dress up and decorate this area, and people pay to go get scared. And it's something about Halloween, getting scared. It's like the one month a year where people like to get scared. You know, it, it's like, oh, Halloween's coming. Let's go to a haunted house and get scared. And there are, are places around the world, even in the, around the United States, that will designate a area, a field, um, an old building, and go all out and decorate for Halloween to welcome people to come and get scared. And that is a tradition that's been going on for many, many years. Now, the best place that I've ever been to And I live in New York City, so if you're listening, I'm a New York City-born native, uh, really from the borough of the Bronx. But I've been to Blood Manor in Manhattan. I went with someone many, many years ago. Um, It was okay. You know, it's supposed to be one of Manhattan's scariest places to go on Halloween. Um, It was a little pricey. Tickets were um, almost impossible to get. I think when I had went, it was like going on its second or third year there. Um... But the best that I've ever been to is in Tuxedo, New York. And I feel it doesn't get advertised as much as it should. And I went twice. And it is the Headless Horseman Ghost Ride in Tux. I believe it's in Tuxedo, New York. It is one of the most famous in the New York State area where there are five things to do while you are there. And you go and you park and you come in and you have your ticket. And you basically go from a hayride through a very dark forest, which they you could visibly see, they took the time to do, set up, and hired people knowing that this is what we're going to do from the end of September to the first two weeks of November. And you start off with this hayride, they pick you up, and you go through a 
dark forest where they have elaborate decorations. And I remember doing it um, the first time going and and saying, wow, this was well done. Like looking out into an open field surrounded by forests because it's up there in New York. It's, you know, it's God's country. And looking out in this open field and seeing these really pretty good big-sized pumpkins with lit up and and it was a crisp night not too cold not too you know not too warm just perfect like 59 60 degrees maybe 58 and saying wow this is really cool like looking out and seeing that and then you go into four other or five other haunted houses and of course with Halloween and the fall you have your apple cider donuts your cider your cocoa and um it, to me, is one of the best places to go in New York. So if you're listening to the Say What Again Billy podcast and you want ideas for next year, the Headless Hostman Ghost Tour Rides is um, something you should look into. And it's a little pricey, but it's definitely worth it. Um, and it's definitely a little scary. So if you're thinking about taking little ones, I would second guess that um, because the exhibits there or the, you know, Haunted houses. Uh, some of them have are close quarters. The masks and the decorations and the makeup is pretty pretty well done. So um, definitely for some people that are in their teen teens and would like to go and you like getting scared, that's what you do. But part of Halloween is when the end of September hits, and nowadays we see Halloween stuff at the end of August, middle August. But when you you know get to the Halloween season, you get to the end of September, middle September. You start getting in the mood to go to these haunted houses. And it's something that has been part of Halloween, like I said, for many, many years. You have Halloween parties. Halloween parties, everyone dresses up. And out of all the partying I used to do, because now I'm a father and I don't have the time to do that. I damn near have, don't have the time to even like lift weights anymore. Where I've gotten into a habit of literally in the last couple of weeks going to the gym and doing cardio and doing what I can do. But... The best parties I've been to growing up to the age of 35, I think from the age of 26 or 25, I went, I think religiously five years in a row to a Halloween dress-up party. And it was the best night out ever. You go dressed up. Everyone is dressed up. You don't care how you look because it's a Halloween party. I know one year I went as the Green Arrow. I want you one year as Indiana Jones. One year I went as Hawkeye because everyone says I look like Jeremy Renner. Um, so I did that and got a lot of people to be like, oh, you look like him. You know, wow. Um, and drank and ate. And, you know, Halloween parties hit different. You know, Christmas parties, you're dressed up. Suit, tie. You know, some people don't like putting on the suit and tie. Some people, the average American... They have the jobs where they are dressed up with a suit and tie five days a week from 9 to 5 or 8 to 4.30. And they don't want to do a suit and tie thing. So Halloween parties get you out of that where you're able to dress up and go and, you know, party as somebody else in that persona. And, you know, people that are shy, believe it or not, go out on these Halloween parties because they can, you know, try to disguise the shyness. And then it actually helps them to take away from the shyness because they dress up, they'll put on a mask and they'll drink a little bit and then they'll be like, oh wow, this is fun and you know, come to the next holiday or the next party, they'll see like 
going out is fun and not even need the Halloween costume. So I feel like Halloween, because it is one of the, the top two most celebrated holidays, has the best parties and you get to go out of your regular self, dress up and go out and drink. And that is part of the Halloween quote-unquote culture um, nowadays. So you have the haunted houses that people like to go and pay to get scared. And you got these Halloween parties where you can get a costume and some people go elaborately done to these costume parties because most of them have a costume party uh, contest where the most goriest, they'll, they'll do categories, the most goriest, the most scariest, the most realistic. Um, and they'll give different trophies. I've gone to plenty of them where I've gotten a Indiana Jones cosplay that I did. I, I got an award for that. My Green Arrow costume, uh, when I walked in one year, it was a, a literal elaborate costume that I probably can't even fit into anymore. And I had an actual bow and quiver, and people, when I walked in, people were like, oh, look, it's the Green Arrow from CW. And people came up to me and wanted to take photos. Uh, that got a mention at one of the parties I went to, went to. So these parties, you know, they have these awards, and it's part of the, the trend in the last 40 years, 30 years, I would say don't quote me on that, of the custom of Halloween. So you got your haunted houses and you have your Halloween parties. Now, the third thing that people do, and I, I would say this is probably newer to the tradition of Halloween, is go to actually haunted locations and do ghost tours. Um, I had a guest on one of my shows who knew her knowledge about Salem, Massachusetts. And I don't think she would mind me um, saying this in the podcast, that she has a tradition to go to Salem, Massachusetts every year around this time and partake in Halloween festivities. Her name is Veronica. She did the Salem Witch Trials on my podcast. And she has a tradition of going every year and she does the ghost tours. As I did, but during the summer months in Gettysburg. But what people like to do around this time in particular is go to locations and actually take real guided tours to learn about real haunted locations. And people go to Salem, Massachusetts, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, where Eastern State Penitentiary is, and do these ghost tours. Eastern State Penitentiary, not only do they do real ghost tours, um, they actually have the entire actual haunted penitentiary set up for actors to jump out and scare you within an actually haunted location. So that's another big place where people go and buy tickets and go walk through Eastern State Penitentiary. Now, I haven't gone because I don't actually like the fact of it people dressing up and spooking me. I would like to go there and literally walk around the place with minimal or few people to see what I can see, which is what most people do around this time. Newer activity. They go to these locations where there are actual... Um, documented haunts and they have a person that knows the knowledge about the area because when it comes to paranormal research and investigations, history has to be done and researched before you go to the location so you can kind of gather why the area might be haunted. So these candlelight tours or guided ghost tours, most of them that are done are have someone that know the knowledge and history of the area and people go get tickets and they go and they follow the peep they follow the person that knows their stuff and they walk throughout the area or the house and the information is said and you if you are lucky on this tour you would 
you know, encounter some type of paranormal occurrence while on the ghost tour. I know when I did it, it wasn't Halloween time, but at the Farnsworth House in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, I had quite a few things happen to me. If you listen to some of the earlier episodes, you can actually hear what had happened um, on the episode Gettysburg. I believe it was season one of my podcast. So people do these guided ghost tours where there's actually haunted things. Um, I believe Van Cortland might be doing one this year. I just have to look that up. But there are places around Manhattan and in my area that do it. So all around the United States, I know for a fact Gettysburg is definitely doing it. So if you're a listener from Pennsylvania and you are close to Gettysburg, you know for a fact Gettysburg does these ghost tours. Um, and they do it not just in the month of September and October. They do it all year round because there is 100% documented cases of paranormal activity there. So that is a new thing that it's picked up some 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 steam in the last few years to throw into the repertoire of things to do during the Halloween season. So those are like the three main things that people do. Parties, haunted houses, and actual haunted guided tours of actual locations. And it's a lot of things that people look forward to when it comes to as soon as the end of month uh, ended of the month of August, people actually look forward to and start doing these things. And it is all part of Halloween. Now, getting into, um, because I've been getting into some bad habits of literally going from eating as clean as possible to just eating everything, you have to talk about the candy, okay? Now, as a kid growing up, I got into Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Never liked them in the beginning, and I, don't quote me on this, and I I might do a poll on my Instagram page um, after I'm done filming this and I actually air that once this episode drops to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, and everywhere that you can hear the Say What Again Billy podcast, um, I'll do a poll and you guys can hopefully chime in. But I would say the top four Halloween candies for kids to get that kids and adults like, because let's face it, adults go through the candy and they end up essentially taking the candy and eating it as well. I'm going to go... Starting with four, I'm going to go Hershey's, regular Hershey's bar. It's Hershey's chocolate is good, but it, they give out the plain bars, and I feel like that is everyone's go-to when they have a sweet tooth and they just want something simple. So at number four, I'm going to say um, that the Hershey's bar is, in fact, something that is number four on the list. Number three, I would have to say is going to be, to me, a Snickers bar. Snickers bar can be a actual meal if you are hungry. Um, it's got the peanut, it's got the caramel, it's got the nugget. Um, that is a candy as well. It took a, a, some time for me to like. You know, and uh, when I got it in my, my bag, when I went home and me and my brother would get upstairs from because we lived in a building... And we got to the, you know, got home in our apartment. We dump our candy out, and both of us would just kind of push the Snickers bar aside and be like, ah. But then we'd found ourselves eating it as time would go on. I would say number three for me um, in the top four candies. So we had um, Hershey's and Snickers, Hershey's bar, a Snickers bar. I would have to say number three would be the Milky Way bar. The Milky Way bar. Um, I always liked it when I, I had it. I got into a kick of getting it every week or every day when I'd come home from school. My, my grandmother would buy me the big bar and I would save it for during a TV show that I liked or cartoon. 
and it's simple. It's caramel. It's got that nugget as well. No nuts though, like the Snickers bar. And it was just like very, very smooth, good taste. Um, I know when I got a Milky Way as a kid, I would, that would be like the first thing I would eat is Milky Ways. And that was, you know, years ago. Now I, I can't actually remember the last time I had a Milky Way bar. I might've been in the last few months, maybe like a bite-sized one from a party that my family had went to with my daughter, but um, I would rank Milky Way at number three. So we have Hershey's Bar, Snickers, Milky Way. Now, again, this is just my poll of all-time favorite candy. I got to go number two, 100% a Twix bar. Twix was that cookie, the caramel, and that light milk chocolate. Getting that, especially the bite-sized ones or, you know, like the the candy-sized ones that were a little bit bigger than the, the small ones, they were great. And the houses that gave the full-size bars, those rich houses, because that's what anyone that gives a full-size bar of candy is labeled rich. I remember getting a couple of Twix bars from there and having that with a little thing of milk. Twix bars, to me, very good. Happens to be one of my daughter's favorite chocolates. Um, she always tells me, Daddy, get the Twix bars. I like them the most. And, um, you know, when you go to certain stores, you buy one, get one free, especially the king size ones, 7-Elevens, Walgreens usually do that. So whenever I'm there to get get something, I always go to the candy aisle, pick up a few snacks for when she eats dinner and everything's a good day. She goes and grabs a Twix bar. And Twix bars, when I got them as a kid trick-or-treating, that was a go-to. It was Milky Way and Twix all day, every day. But leading up to number one, the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, hands down, is... I would, I, I mean, again, this is me. I would say Reese's Peanut Butter Cup is one of, if not the most famous candy. I think, and if it's not, it doesn't get enough love. It, it fills you up. So if you're actually genuinely hungry, as opposed to eating other things besides from Snickers, because it has a lot of stuff in it, like the nuts and everything, pe- peanut butter fills you up. You know, peanut butter is in, this is like a little history tip here, or nudge. History, I mean, uh, peanut butter is included in the military in almost every packet, MRE, or any meal because it fills you up quick. During World War One and earlier wars, peanut butter, you would eat peanut butter. It's, it's included in the MREs during the World War One and World War Two times because if you had to eat while you were doing battle or taking a break, a peanut butter pack with a spoon, you eat a couple spoons of it and take a glass of water, you're full. Your stomach, it's a slow processing protein. It fills you up quick. And peanut butter, it fills you up. And um, that's why in every MRE during war times, MREs have peanut butter. It fills you up. Drink a little bit of water. I know that I'm hungry and I want to have something, what, remotely healthy uh, and not break a diet like that. I'll have a couple spoons of peanut butter with a little thing of milk and water because if I'm hungry at night and I eat that, I don't feel as bad. It fills you up. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, you can go and eat that, get your craving. If you're a little hungry, you get your craving satisfied, and you get your stomach full, and it's all because of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. So, to me, top four, Hershey's Bar, you got your Snickers Bar, you got your um, Milky Way, you got your Twix, and you got your Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Those are my top four candies for Halloween that me and my brother used to go completely crazy for when we dumped our bag. And I'll even go as far as throwing an honorable mention to the, 
I would, you know, you have to rank this, you know, number five because we only did four. But um, Three Musketeers, man, they ain't getting no love. Three Musketeers was a good, it's a good, nice, light chocolate. And um, the reason I liked, <laughs> ended up liking and finding out about Three Musketeers, a right, quick story, is in, in second grade, it was either second or third grade, I would say second. I was in the school and they were doing a play. And the teacher asked the class, does anyone have like a toy bow and arrow they can bring in? I'll give them the prize if we can use it for the play. And as soon as I heard prize, I rose my hand and said, I do. I have one. Okay. I asked my grandma after getting out of school that day that I have to go to 99 cent store and see if they have a toy bow and arrow. You know, the, the ones they sell in the 99 cent store that has like a little suction cup, very cheap size of like, you know, a foot long with a little three arrows with suction cups. You know what I'm talking about if you... You know, went to 99 cent stores and bought these as a kid. I brought that in like two days later to my teacher. And she was like, I'll give you the prize in a couple of days. Well, a couple of days turned into a week where I got to the point where I was like, hey, I need, um, you know, where's my where's my, my prize? You promised me a prize. I brought the bow and arrow. And meanwhile, I didn't have it at home. I made my grandmother go and buy it for me so I can give it to my teacher for a play. And um, the next day she comes over to me. She goes, here, Billy. Here's your prize. And she handed me, and this was an insult, but with insult came something that I ended up enjoying. She handed me a treat size three musketeer bar. I will never forget this. Don't ask me why I remember this. And I ended up eating it after school, and it was good, and I enjoyed it. And I asked my grandma after school because she would, you know, pick me up. Can I get a, you know, a full size three musketeers candy bar? And that's why I ended up liking three musketeers. And a quick little stoppage of my podcast to show some love to Anchor by Spotify. Anchor is what I use to give you guys the Say What Again Billy podcast. Anchor is completely free. You download it and it gives you all the tools and tricks you need to get your podcasting idea out there to outlets like Apple Podcasts, Google, Breaker, and Spotify. So if you haven't heard about Anchor and you have a podcasting idea, go download it now and give it a try. So I hope everybody enjoyed this different tone and different pace of this Say What Again Billy podcast. I hope everybody enjoys Halloween. My next episode will be next week on Wednesday. It will be Wednesday the... Actually, Wednesday, November 2nd already. Wow. I cannot believe it is almost like full-fledged real holiday season with Christmas around the corner. So I hope everybody has a safe Halloween. Parents, check your kids' candy. I hope the kids get lots of candy. And everybody enjoys their Halloween. I'd like to thank Anchor by Spotify for giving me the opportunity to have this podcast. And if you heard in the past little trailer commercial right there, I gave my thanks to them already. So I'd like to thank everybody for chiming in. Like I said, happy Halloween. And this has been another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast.